Hello and welcome to the first edition of the Worship Leader Resource Blog. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this blog. And I just want this episode, I just want to kind of share with you kind of my vision for what the blog is going to be, or podcast. Um, it kind of goes hand in hand with the blog that I'm doing at rsworship.org. But um, in this episode, I just want to kind of share with you some of my vision of what it's going to be, some of the things you can expect and I'm also going to go ahead and dive into some content. Um, the first thing I'm going to cover is going to be basically the set list. I've had some conversations with worship leaders in the past that I've worked with. that It's kind of been an issue with them. And I've sometimes confused some worship leaders because I've gone to a place to lead worship and not had a set list at all. I'm like, okay, we're going to flow with whatever God wants. So there's some varying opinions on set list. And so I'm looking forward to diving into that as well. But first of all, kind of what this blog and what this podcast is going to be about. I've had the vision for this podcast for, oh gosh, probably about, probably a year or so. And one thing I want to say to anybody that might have the idea or desire to start a podcast or to start a blog, just go ahead and do it because you'll look back and you'll think to yourself, you know, I wish I would have done this sooner. I haven't talked to anybody that's done any blogging or podcast or anything that says, you know, I wish I would have waited. They all seem to say the same thing, that they wish they would have started it a little bit sooner because they've seen amazing things happen through it and they've seen God do amazing things through it as well. So that's kind of my little rabbit trail encouragement to any podcasters or bloggers out there that are listening. So back to what I was saying, though, about this podcast. Um... In this episode, you have me only. <laughs> my name is Robert Sullivan, by the way. I think I forgot to add that into my introduction. Um, with this podcast, I'm pretty much doing it unedited because I want you to know me. I want you to know who I am, um, some of the thoughts that I have. I'm just going to share with you on this podcast my thoughts about worship leading. And one thing that I really want to capture that I'm going to talk about in my next couple episodes is kind of the relationship that takes place between senior pastors and worship leaders and just the various different things that come and that you have to face whenever you are a worship leader just the various challenges how it's over how you overcome it how I've overcome things in the past and just kind of share my experiences with you and hopefully you guys can learn from it hopefully you enjoy it so that's kind of my heart I plan on and I already have a couple of interviews lined up for those podcasts where we're going to get together with some other worship leaders um, from around the world, worship leaders that travel all over the place. I already have a couple set up. I'm not going to mention the names yet because they have not completely 100% confirmed. So I don't want to say, hey, this person's going to do it, and then they end up not being able to. So we do have interviews lined up with several different worship leaders. I'm totally looking forward to that, um, just getting to talk with them and kind of pick their brains about the different issues. So... Let's go ahead and dive on into some content for this first episode. So you're not just listening to me talk about what I want to do. Let's go ahead and get started doing it. (coughs) So, um, like I said, my name is Robert Sullivan, and I have been leading worship for about, let's see, I'm 26 now. I started when I was about 16, so probably about 10 years I've been leading worship. And whenever I first started leading I would get into this mindset of, okay, I had to spend like the entire day 
before I was going to lead worship somewhere, just kind of preparing and figuring out, okay, what am I going to play? I only know a few songs. I get really tired of playing them, but I'm going to sit down and figure out what I'm going to play. So that kind of started this whole trend and this whole tradition that's kind of been ingrained in my mind of spending a lot of time kind of praying and thinking about what your set list is going to be <clears throat> for the next day or for your worship leading set coming up. As as time has progressed, I've kind of backed off on that to where it's not um, not that it, not that I don't pray about the set list and stuff like that. I'm not saying that at all, but um, I've kind of gotten to where I can kind of flow more and kind of gotten away from this need. But um, so yeah, the set list. I have a couple a list of several different things. If you go on to rsworship.org. There is a blog that goes along with this in which I've highlighted some of these topics that I'm covering in the podcast. So you can go on there and kind of read it for yourself as well. But um, as far as the set list is concerned, um, it's something that a lot of leaders actually kind of struggle with. They're always like, okay, what do I need to, to think of in terms of set list? So I've created like a one, two, three kind of setup to kind of help people with this issue. First of all, and probably the most important, but obviously it's overlooked in a lot of cases, is to pray for what God wants you to play. Because ultimately your job as a worship leader and my job as a worship leader is to lead other people into worship. We want to bring people into the presence of God. And if we're seeking to bring people in God's presence, we're wanting to connect them with what God is doing, then it's important that we kind of spend time in God's presence say, okay, what what are you speaking? What are you saying? Um, how do you want this meeting to go? How do you want this service to flow? Um, God, give us the songs. What, what songs can we sing that are going to please your heart? What songs can we sing that are going to allow you to pour out your love on us in new ways that we've never seen before? So it's... I know I say on the blog, I say worship leading is about more than simply singing a few songs. It's about that connection that I was talking about just a moment ago. So if you're if we're truly desiring to worship God, then we need to pray about the songs that he wants us to sing. Um, and when you're praying about it, kind of, I I've, at first I had to get out a pen and pencil, and I still kind of have to do that because I have an ADD moment. Sometimes I'll be praying about it and then kind of jump to different tasks and stuff like that. <laughs> just the other, Just today... I was working on stuff on my laptop and I went into the kitchen to make a, a shake and then I kind of came back to my laptop and started working and just kind of completely left it in the kitchen and then my wife was like, Robert, are you going to drink your shake you just made? I'm like, oh yeah, forget about that, I got distracted. So it's very easy to get distracted for me at least. So whenever I'm praying about what I'm going to play, I have to have a pen and paper with me. So whenever I feel God putting a song on my mind... Um, I have to kind of write it down. And I look at that list that I write down, and maybe songs that I've heard on the radio or something like that come to mind as well. And the second thing that we have to do is make sure that whenever we play a song, whenever we sing something, that we use songs that we know well if we're going to use something that's not like spontaneous worship. Obviously, spontaneous worship is going to be songs that we don't know, songs that are not written currently and stuff like that. But um, if you're planning like a congregational worship, um, you want to make sure that you play songs that you know well. Because a lot of times, and it's kind of a pet peeve, um, I'll walk into a church somewhere and hear a worship team leading a song that 
they don't know how to play very well. And obviously, the electric guitarist is playing the lead guitar of a different song that they're like, okay, it's in the same key. We don't know the song we're playing, so we're just going to play this. It kind of goes with it. The bass guitar is keep, keeping his groove on with something else. Um, and so there's like not a mesh because they don't really know what they're playing. And I'm totally guilty of this myself. I, I hear a song and I'm like, okay, I really, really, really want to lead worship with this song. I feel God's anointing on this song. I know God wants to speak to this song. So I'll kind of run and say, okay, I'm going to speed through this song and figure out how to play it as quickly as possible. And then I'm going to lead worship with that tonight. <laughs> and sometimes it works out really, really well and God's anointing is all over it. But probably the majority of the time, it's a complete failure because I end up messing up the chords. I end up, it's just chaos. Chaos. So before you try to lead a song that you just heard or you don't know very well, kind of practice it by yourself. Um, practice it with your worship team before you take it live. Um, because you don't want to create distractions whenever you're leading worship. You want the entire focus to be on, okay, God, we want to focus on you, not on who's playing. I think one of the biggest compliments I ever got as a worship leader was when I was leading worship at a conference one time, and afterwards, somebody walked up to me and said, you know, um, I just feel I'm supposed to come up to you and say this, and it's kind of awkward for me to say, but because I don't know how you're going to respond to it, but the worship tonight was so amazing that I completely forgot there was a band that was even here, because through the worship, I was able to connect so closely with God. And that's one of the biggest compliments that I've ever gotten, because it's saying, you know what, you're, you guys were so in tune, you were so connected, you were so united playing the same things, seeming the same things together, and that unity was in tune with what God was doing, and therefore it allowed me to be able to connect with God without even realizing that somebody was up there singing. Now, that's probably the only time I've ever had that compliment, and a lot of people would say, I don't even know for sure that's a compliment because they basically said, you know, I just didn't even realize you were there. I just basically ignored you and forgot about you. But in the ultimate scheme of things, as a worship leader, it's not about having people come up to me and say, the worship was amazing. <laughs> kind of a, while I'm on this little tangent, I had a huge issue with dealing with this for a long time. Of how do I respond when somebody comes up to me and says, Worship was amazing tonight. You guys did a great job. You're you're a fantastic worship leader. <laughs> I don't always get that very often. But um like how do I respond to that? A lot of times I would just say, Well, you know, it's it's not me, it's God and there was one particular instance when I was at a conference and that situation happened. Somebody came up to me and they were just exhorting me, saying, You you did great tonight, worship was amazing. Um and then I was like, Well, it, it really wasn't me, it was God. And they, they just kind of paused and looked at me and they were like, you know, it wasn't it wasn't that good. Because if it would have truly been God, then I would have just been on my face the entire time. I wasn't on my face the entire time. And like he said that to kind of catch my attention and get my point. He was like, you know what, realize that you are a messenger. You are a vessel, a channel, and a conduit that God uses to lead people into worship, to to minister and we need to recognize as worship leaders that yes, whenever we are leading worship, it is God, 
that is doing everything inside the people, but he is using us as a conduit. So when people come up to you afterwards and say, you know, worship was great, accept the compliment. Don't stand there and say, you know what, oh, it's it's completely God. I had nothing to do with it. You know, you, you do have something to do with it, honestly, because you have been lit. If you've been living the right lifestyle, God's going to anoint you. Or I don't really want to say it that way, but... Well, yeah, I do kind of. If you've been living a lifestyle of holy devotion to God, to where you are seeking God and you are trying to cry out to Him, and in your private time, when nobody else is watching, if you're still worshiping God, then you're cultivating that lifestyle inside of you. And God is going to pour out His anointing on you in ways that you've never seen. I've seen it in my life. There's been times that... I'll go through challenges to where I'm not focused as much on God. And when I lead worship somewhere, it's it's not as anointed. I'm struggling to try to get through the set. But whenever I spend my quiet time with God, whenever I'm in the secret place, just crying out to God on my own, apart from any other distractions or anything like that, and I actually get to spend that time with God, then whenever I lead worship somewhere and I'm leading other people into worship, then there's not that barricade. I don't have to kind of break through whatever's going on around me in order to get into God's presence. Like, okay, bam, I'm right there in his presence and I'm able to bring people along with me because I've cultivated that lifestyle and that anointing follows that. (laughs) So I don't really know how that was tied into play what songs you know, but um, it was kind of a rabbit trail that I went off on. But the next thing that I want to talk about whenever you're creating a set list is your worship flow. This is kind of kind of a big deal to some people. Um, it's kind of a pet peeve of mine as well. I have a lot of pet peeves in worship for some reason. But um, there will be people that will be leading worship. The song will come to an end. They'll just completely stop the song. Maybe put a capo on, change the keys, and stuff like that. Now, there's times that it's appropriate and that, that God's moving and he's like, okay, I want you to go to silence right now. And we just all sit in silence in God's presence and it's just overwhelming and amazing. But there's also a lot of times that we think, or we don't really think, there's a lot of times that we, that I've been leading worship and I'm like, okay, I want to play a different song but it's in a different key and it doesn't necessarily flow well together. And what happens when we combine songs back to back that are completely opposing keys, then it kind of creates a distraction. People will be be worshiping and being engaged at one level, and that song will kind of end. And instead of the people continuing to be engaged, we change the key so it distracts their attention from the worship that they were giving to God. And then they're like, oh, well, what just happened here? And so we have to kind of bring it back a little bit and like kind of build up again to where we were so that the people can re-engage and refocus on God instead of, okay, what what just happened? What song are they going to now? I have to sing differently. Like a lot of this stuff goes on in people's subconscious that it doesn't actually come forth to their forethought, but it will kind of distract them if we're constantly changing keys in between songs. Um, now... You can take it to the complete other extreme to where your entire worship set is in the exact same key. And I've done that before sometimes. I've also played entire two-hour worship sets um, just using two chords because like God's presence was so strong and 
that's basically what God wanted us to do. It was more of, okay, we're just going to play these chords, and whatever spontaneous song comes out is what's coming out. That's what we're going with. That's what God's anointing. So that's what we're going to do. So in, in all of this that I'm kind of telling, talking to you about today, um, keep in mind that it's ultimately about what God is wanting to do. If God is anointing what you are playing right now, and God's presence is there, God is touching people with what you are playing, then it might not be time to change songs yet. Um, but just kind of when we do change songs, we want to kind of keep this in our mind. that Okay, is the song that I'm changing to, is it going to cause people to completely shift their focus? Is it going to distract them from the presence of God? Or is it going to take them higher? Can I, can I switch to this song and take them to another level instead of kind of distracting and kind of bringing the worship down, for instance? Um, so yeah, also, kind of continuing on, whenever you're kind of preparing your set list, um, it's, it's really important to kind of spend time doing this. Um, and when you do, after you've already sat down, f- prayed about what you're going to play, um, kind of run through the list by yourself. That Whenever I create a set list, I like to get my guitar and kind of just run through the songs. Even if I just play the first verse and then how I'm going to end the song, it helps me get the whole worship flow part of it down. To where I'm like, okay, I know that this song, I'm going to end it this way. Then I'm going to go into this song. How can I make those flow together? And so you kind of run through your set list and make sure that the arrangements are in in ways that are going to flow well together. Um, is basically think of things like, okay, I'm leading worship with the p- guitar on this song. Is my piano player going to take over the next song as I fade out? And just kind of run it, run it through your head by yourself before you go and present it to the team so that way you can be prepared for whenever you pr- do present it to everybody else. And then last but not least, just after you're doing your run-through, just kind of make any corrections that need to be made and you're done. Um, if you like the way that it flows, then keep it. If something doesn't flow right or you don't feel good about something, change it. Um, a lot of times, like people will spend the time in prayer and they say, okay, I know God wants me to play this song, but I don't know, like it's completely different keys from every other song that I want to play, and I don't know exactly what to do. There's been times that I've led worship, and I'll be sitting there praying about what I want to play, and like I have... This, all my set list like set out and I really feel that I want to play this one song but it's a completely different key a completely different tone a completely different message than all the rest of the songs it like doesn't fit at all and so like I go and lead worship and I'm like okay this is to the point where I'm going to change to this song and it's kind of weird I don't understand it but then a lot of times there will be something that happens somebody will get up and say something maybe the pastor steps in and shares a small little message And it kind of changes the course of that session so that it goes in that direction to where that song becomes appropriate. And so a lot of times if you're looking at your set list, you've run through it by yourself, something doesn't fit, pray about it again. Say, God, are you sure that you want me to play this song? Is this the direction that you're wanting to go with this? And kind of keep it with the set. Because if you feel when you're praying about it that God really wants you to play that, then God really wants you to play that. So... Don't let it just fade away and don't forget about it or anything like that. Kind of keep that on your mind 
that, okay, God wants me to play this song, so I'm going to play it. Even though it doesn't fit, something might happen to where it kind of goes in that direction. Um, but also, whenever you're doing your set list, keep an open mind. I personally drive the media guys crazy because I'll be up there leading worship and I'll be leading, I'll be leading a song and I'll, inevitably I, I'm like, okay, God's doing this. So I'm going to take it the same direction that God is going. So we may be singing a song, and then we have a different song on our set list that we've given to the media guys that do the overhead projector stuff. And so we'll be leading worship, and God will say, no, I want you to flow in this vein. You're singing a song about this, but I want you to sing a song about freedom. So like songs will, will just run through my head, and so I'll say, okay, we're going to play this, this song. Maybe it's like Freedom Reigns by Jason Upton or something like that. So we'll just begin to flow into that song, and and that 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 brings up one other point that I do want to make. Um, memorize your songs. Memorize your songs. Memorize your songs. There's and make your band members and your worship team memorize their songs. Um, it's something that's huge in churches. I mean, you look at all the different bands that travel around all over the place that do music professionally and you don't see them take sheet music on stage um, they have them memorized they've practiced it they rehearsed it they know the songs um, and whenever we're leading worship it's important that we know the songs so that we can have that blend in music but there's also another aspect to it that I think is equally as important if not more so something that I have found in helping other musicians get started in worship is Whenever they are, they're playing, we'll be leading a song or something like that, a leading worship, and if they're having to look at the page, then they're stuck doing that. They're like, okay, I'm going to, G, 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 C, E minor, whatever, whatever we're playing, like, they're thinking notes, they're thinking notes on this page. They're looking, okay, I have to play this here, I have to play this here. Like, that's what their brain is focused on. If they memorize the songs, then that whole process becomes in their subconscious. So they don't have to readily think about it. They may have to think about it some, but it's going to flow more naturally. Like, okay, I got this song. I know this song. I know what I'm doing. The electric guitarist will be like, yeah, I know this lead. I can kind of do this in my sleep because I've practiced it so much. And so they begin to not have to focus on the page, which allows you to have a much less cluttered stage, which is nice. But more importantly, it allows room for them to breathe and for them to move and for them to operate in prophetic musicianship, for a lack of a better word. They don't know what to, how to say it. But if they feel that God is leading them to kind of step out into a guitar solo, they know they can improv because they have this in the back of their mind of, okay, I know how this song goes. I've memorized this. I know the chords. I know exactly what's going to happen. So, memorize your songs, encourage your team to memorize their songs, so that way they can get their mind off the page and begin to focus their mind on God, so they can operate in that prophetic musicianship, and so they can worship God themselves without having to focus on exactly what they're playing. So, I'm going to end with this and kind of just go back really quick through what we talked about as far as the set list. Um, number one, pray about what you're going to play. Number two is do the songs that you know well. Number three is your worship flow. Make sure that your songs flow well together. 
Number four, run through the set by yourself so that way you can work out any worship flow problems or any other problems, any songs that you have to work on. And number five is make any corrections to it, and then you're done. So I hope that's helped you a little bit today as far as creating a worship set list and kind of some of my thoughts on the matter and stuff like that. So I want to thank you for taking the time to listen. Um, Whenever you get a chance, go to rsworship.org and kind of check out some of my other stuff that I'm doing there. I have a daily devotional that I'm doing on there as well, so if you'd like, feel free to subscribe to that. We'll send it directly to your email inbox. And it's just some more of my thoughts um, on just different scriptures and stuff that God brings to my mind. I I send it out daily. Um, So yeah, feel free to check it out. And then also, on that same website, the rsworship.org, is the Worship Leader Resource blog. And that's also where this Worship Leader Resource podcast is posted as well. So feel free to check us out there, and I look forward to speaking with you and talking to you next time on this podcast. Thank you.